This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Lord God, as as we gather today to worship you, we ask that you would impress this truth on us, that you're always with us in your power and your might and your love, and that you're anything but ordinary. You're extraordinary, full of wisdom, you're full of compassion, you're full of exactly what we need. So Lord God, we ask that you would meet us where we're at today and that we would receive you and that you would strengthen our relationship with you today. We pray this in the powerful and saving name of Jesus. Amen. Uncertainty may be one of the worst feelings in the whole world. And it can happen like out of nowhere in a heartbeat. For example, on January 2nd of this year, I, along with millions of others of Americans, and maybe you too, were watching Monday Night Football. It was a game between two of the best teams in the whole league, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills. At 7.55 p.m., it was the first quarter. Buffalo was up 7-3. to Cincinnati was driving. The crowd was electric. On the very next play, Joe Burrows, the quarterback for the Bengals, dropped back to pass, and he hit his receiver, T. Higgins. And then T. Higgins and the Buffalo defensive back, DeMar Hamlin, ran into each other, collided, and they fell to the ground. It looked like a normal, typical football play. Everything looked just as expected. And DeMar Hamlin got up from the ground, And at 7.56, he collapsed back to the ground. And for those of us who who saw this, it was like, what happened? Everything looked ordinary. It looked like a a typical football play. What happened? Is he okay? You know, show the replay again. Did we miss something? And as he remained on the ground and the medical personnel went in and and they're performing CPR on him, we're like, what's going on? Is he alive? Will they keep him alive? It was a, a time of great uncertainty. And it happened all in a flash. You see, DeMar Hamlin was diagnosed. Then they determined that he had a cardiac arrest caused by a very, very rare condition called commodio cordis, which is this time in your heart rate, heart cycle. It's a 40 millisecond period of time that if your heart is hit with a a jolt, it can cause this condition. And if it's not treated within three minutes, it's 97% fatal. Everything was going great. It was a celebration. It was Monday night football. And then great, great uncertainty. Not only for the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, not only for the people in the stands in the stadium, for those of us who were watching the game, but especially for DeMar Hamlin and his family and friends. 
uncertainty. It's one of the worst feelings in the whole world, and it can happen just like that. So today, as we're continuing on in our series, Summer Vacations, we're going to go to the lake, uh, Lake Genezaret. Some of you will know it better as the Sea of Galilee. And, and while we're at the lake, what we're going to learn in this account is how to handle uncertainty. So let's go to Mark chapter 4. It says, that day when evening came, he, Jesus, said to his disciples, Let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So the setting here, Jesus has been teaching through the heat of the day in a boat, okay? And as he's in the boat, there are people gathered around the shore listening to him teach, and there are other boats that have gathered around his boat, and they all have their ear in on what Jesus is teaching, okay? It's now evening time, and Jesus tells his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Now, Lake Genezaret itself is about 13 miles long, seven and a half miles wide, and at its deepest point is about 150 feet deep. So Jesus said, let's go over to the other side, and the disciples push off from the shore. And somewhere between where they push off from the shore and the other side, Jesus, exhausted as he was from teaching through the heat of the day, found a pillow, went to the back of the boat, and fell asleep. Okay? This is a truth that we need to, to keep in mind as we go through the story, is that Jesus is a real human being like you and me. He's taught through the heat of the day, he's exhausted, he finds a pillow, goes to the back of the boat, and goes to sleep. Now, somewhere between the time that he's fallen asleep and the other side, a storm brews and, and comes up there. Okay? Keep in mind now, this isn't an uncommon thing on Lake Genezaret. It sets down in the bottom. There's mountains around it. And, and so when cold air comes down off the mountain and the warm and moist air up, rises up from the lake, that's where you get storms, right? The cold air and the warm air is mixing and a storm comes up. Okay? But this storm isn't just a, a typical storm. It's not just your, your average storm. It is a, a, a furious squall. Okay, and, and so this boat is going at it. It is being rocked all over the place. 
Goes to the right, it takes on some water. Goes to the left, it takes on some water. Goes back, water comes in the back. Goes to the front, water comes in the front. This is a big time, this is an awful storm. This is, a, I'm, I'm getting seasick storm. That's not this kind of storm. This is a life threatening storm. The disciples were uncertain if they would live or not. Okay, it's an awful storm. So the disciples, they go to Jesus, okay? Now, now keep in mind, as, as the disciples go to Jesus, this isn't one of those times where they go, okay, who's gonna go wake the teacher up, okay? Let's draw straws, right? And, and let's say the, the, the disciple John gets the short straw and the other disciples go, yeah, good, it's John. He's gotta go wake him up, right? So this isn't John going over to Jesus as he's sleeping and going, Jesus, uh, you awake, Push him on the shoulder a little bit. Jesus, you awake? You awake? Oh, good, you're awake. You're awake. That's good. There's a little bit of a storm going on. And, you know, if you wouldn't mind helping us out, that'd be, that'd be good. But if you don't want to, we'll try to ride it out. All right? That's not what happened. Okay? The disciples, they're in the boat. They're being thrown around in the boat. This is a furious squall. Their life's at risk. They're crying out, teacher, teacher, don't you care if we drown? So first thing, this is awesome. They're, they're, in a, they're in a situation, a very, very difficult situation, and they go to Jesus. That's great. What's not so great is they go to Jesus and go, don't you care if we drown? Don't you care about us? See, not a great question to ask the person who's created the whole world for you to enjoy. Don't you care? Uh, not a great question to ask the one who's been providing for you day after day and is actually going to do that for all eternity. Don't you care? Not a great question to ask to the, the, to the one who in, in a very short amount of time is actually going to show you how much he loves you and cares for you by going to the cross and dying for you. Not a great question. But that's what they did. And that's what they said. Here's what happened next. Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Okay. Be sure you're, you're picturing this correctly. Jesus, as his true man, is exhausted. He's sleeping. He gets up, and as true God, he calms the storm. He says, quiet, be still, and it was so that very second. See, this is truth number two that we need to keep in mind. Jesus is the sovereign God. Sovereign means he rules and he reigns over all things. He has control over all things. Okay, so again, keep in mind what, what happened here. What, what happened here is not like what happened like this past week. I think it was Thursday, a little before sunrise and the storm came through. Okay, you know, I, I could hear the wind blowing. I could hear the wind blowing. I knew the wind was blowing because the, the branches on the trees were going back and forth and banging at each other. I, I knew there was a storm because of the rustling of the leaves. I could hear the wind chimes chiming and, and all of that. And then 
A little while later, the, the front went through and, and the, the wind slowly died down and, and was, you know, going down a little by little. Uh, the leaves stopped rustling so much, the wind chimes stopped chiming and, and all of that. And it happened over a, a period of time. That's not what happened here. Jesus said, quiet, be still. And the wind died down right then. The waves that were up, went down right then. The deep part of the water from the waves, it came up right then. That water became like glass, perfect for water skiing right then. See, Jesus is sovereign. He is God over all things. Remember back in Genesis chapter one, God created the world by speaking it into existence. And now when God speaks, Creation must listen, it must obey, and that storm stopped right then and there. So, have you ever been on the boat of uncertainty? Maybe you're riding that boat of uncertainty right now. Jesus promised us in his word that, that in, these, in this world, we'll have trouble. And, and so sometimes life is, is stormy. It, it's awfully stormy. And it can all become like that in just an instant. I mean, you know, everything's going fine. Everything's going well. You go to the doctor for your, your annual physical. You feel great, all that stuff. You go in, everything's checking out. They do blood work and all that stuff. And, and they say, you know, you can check in a couple of days back and your blood work will be up there. You'll be able to see all of that and everything looks great. The next morning, the phone rings. It's the doctor's office. And they say, we looked at your blood work. Uh, we actually need you to come back today. Uncertainty. Or maybe it's at work. Everything's going great at work. You got an amazing Christmas bonus last Christmas in January. You got a raise a, a couple of weeks ago. You just settled on a major account. It was a big deal. Everything's going great. And then one afternoon, you, you check your email and it's from HR and they say in the email, before you leave today, we need you to stop by our office. Your heart sinks and uncertainty. Uncertainty caused by natural disasters, by sickness or a loss of a loved one financial issues, relationship issues, and a, and a whole other host of possibilities. So often when we're in those times of uncertainty, we try to hold on as, as tight as we can. We, we want it to, to go back. We, we want it to have it as our heart's desires. We, we try to hold on to things that we can't hold on to. We try to have control over things that we don't have control over because we think if we're in control, that we'll be safe and secure. The only thing is, 
You've actually never been in control. Oh, you've probably thought you were in control, but you never really were. God's in control. And when the storm comes, if, if we're not holding on to all those things that we really can't hold on to, then what, what some of us do is, is we become like uh, that famous Dutch painter Rembrandt and we paint out this masterpiece. Except it's a, a masterpiece, not of something wonderful. It's a masterpiece of worst case scenarios of doom and gloom. Every time you and I go through times of uncertainty, there's that part of us that wants to scream out to God, don't you care? When we go through those times of uncertainty, it's so important that we remember those truths that we talked about already this morning. One, that, that Jesus is a real human being, so he knows and understands what it's like. And point number two, that Jesus is the sovereign God. He's in control of all things, and he's working in and through all things. Storms of uncertainty. Did you catch it when I was reading through the story in Mark chapter 4, that account that, you know, what, what got the disciples into the storm was not their disobedience, but it was their obedience that got them into the storm? See, sometimes isn't it true? We go through a storm and we start to think, oh, well, that's because I made this bad choice or I did this and, and things like that. But did you catch it? Jesus said to the disciples, let's go over to the other side. And they obeyed him. And on their way, they ran into the storm. Sometimes, See, we're, we're in the storm because we're being obedient to God. Sometimes we're in the storm so that we can get to the other side, so that we can grow in faith. See, I, I don't know about you, but I, I know sometimes I, I want God to be like a thermostat. It's a little warm in the house. And so I, I lower the temperature by a couple degrees. The air conditioner kicks on, so I get comfortable. It's a little cold in the house. Raise the, the thermostat up a, a couple of degrees so that the heat kicks in so, so I can be comfortable. See, sometimes isn't it true that we want God to make us comfortable more than we want him to make us like Jesus? So sometimes we go through storms. But don't forget this, that when you're in the storm, Jesus is with you. Jesus is with you in the boat. 
He promises you, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. He promises you, I'll be with you always. And check out this promise of God from the Old Testament, just an awesome foundational promise for people for long ago and for you and me today too. In Isaiah chapter 41, God says to you and me, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The more you and I see that God is in control of all things, the less you and I will be afraid in times of uncertainty. I'm going to say that again. If not for you, for me, the more you and I realize and see that God is in control of all things, the less we'll be afraid in times of uncertainty. You see, well, there may be times of uncertainty for you and me. There is never a time of uncertainty for God. He has a plan for each and every one of us. Jesus said to his disciples, let's, let's go to the other side. See, they're going to make it. He said, let's go to the other side where, where God guides, he provides. Okay. So God has a plan for you and me, and it intersects for, uh, with his plan for the whole world, and it's a good plan, an amazing plan. See, you may be in a storm, but God, Jesus, is still on the throne. He has power over every storm. Remember what he said when he was in that boat? He said, quiet, be still. Okay? And sometimes that's how it works in our life. We're anxious, we're afraid, there, there's an uncertain time, and the end, guys said, quiet, be still. So maybe, you know, you, you go to the doctors. They said, you know, you need to come in today. And they go, well, actually, you know, we, we, we did, we rechecked your blood work and everything. Actually, everything's okay. Or, or maybe, you know, before you can even get to the HR office that day, another company's already called you and said, hey, we're kind of off you this job. The uncertainty's gone. It's okay. And, and sometimes... The storm goes on longer than we want. But Jesus is still with us in the storm. And Jesus is still in control of all things. Even when that last storm comes, the storm of death, remember what Jesus said? He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus has defeated even the grave and promises us an eternity of peace. So as we look back on, on Mark chapter 4 and that account of Jesus and his disciples on the lake, we learn how to handle uncertainty. Turn to God in prayer and trust that God has it all worked
I know it's hard. But can you imagine how different your life and my life would be if we quit trying to control each and every circumstance and realize that God's already got it under control. Imagine what it would be like if we, if we trusted that God who created the whole world for us to enjoy. Imagine what it would be like if we trusted that God who's providing for us day after day and will actually for all eternity. Imagine if we trusted that God who, who gave up, showed how much he loved us by giving up his life for us. Imagine what it would be like if we trusted his plan instead of our plan. Imagine the peace that comes from knowing that, that Jesus is a real human being like you and me. He understands our heart flutters. Jesus is also that true and sovereign God who controls all things. See, God never says to you and me, you guys got to figure it out. No, he's already got it figured out. We just trust him, okay? Jesus is with you in the storms, no matter what that storm is. The storm will not change God's love for you. It's always there unconditional and eternal. That storm will not change a single promise of God. He's always with you. See, as we, we go through storms and things, we might look at it as, as a setback when it's really God's way of setting us up. He's working in our lives. He's shaping and forming us and guiding us to our next call in life. Trust him in the season of the storm. He does understand you on a very deep, deep, deep level. And he controls all things. God is up to something good. You can trust him. You know how I know you can trust him? Because Jesus died for you on the cross. And because his grave is empty. You can trust him. Let's pray. Lord, you are sovereign. You are over all. You have already figured out and fixed what we're stressing out about. So lead us to see what Jesus has done for us so that we trust in your timing and in your will. We pray this in your precious and powerful and saving name, Jesus. Amen. 
Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.